You're listening to a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. We're the answers. Elsner is a production of Galactic Networks. I'm Gregor Sprague. And I'm Corey Scott. For all info on this show, including show notes and subscription links, go to elsnerds.com. And for other Galactic Network programs, go to gncast.com. On Elsnerds, we might get a little bit racy, and we might race to the end of a plot, and you might find out things that you don't know yet and don't want to. So be aware, <laughs> we'll spoil things, and we'll say bad words. Like watching the live video you would have seen me do because i fucked up the intro twice um but yeah so cory how At least you doing say what help welcome to what else is on <laughs> i need to do see that's the problem i i need to do that but i just don't i don't know why it's always with galactic netcasts and network and i know that's David, a recent change though i, yeah. I feel like it, it it's it's almost a throwback it's it's almost like oh it's a little retro to say galactic netcast <laughs> it'd be like dave going oh you're fine you can keep calling it that i'm like no you said it's the network and it's a podcast would, network you yeah. probably never heard of it <laughs> I, I really got how so how's how have things been with you because <laughs> you're having a tough time getting it together back in the beginning of the show I don't know uh, yeah it's it's weird i like because I was trying to think, is there anything that happened this week in, in the world of retail and selling phones? And the answer to that is not really. And That's good. Yeah, except for I had, my first, I, I had my first asshole customer today. Well, not really customer because it's oh. Target and they're guests. But um, he was looking at the iPhone and I'm like, so you want a new iPhone? You're looking at the new iPhone? Are you interested in it? He's like, I'm just looking. And I'm like, well, what phone do you got right now? You know, trying to strike up conversation. He's like, oh, I'm good. And then he said it third. I'm like, I'm going to be like, fuck you. <laughs> but I didn't because then he would complain. <laughs> Some guy in Isle 7 just said, fuck you to me. He was an employee. Yeah. Do you have a problem with that? Uh, no. No, No, because I was an asshole. <laughs> I've never wanted to shop here more. By the way, can you sign me up for a red card? uh yeah but had a rather full weekend of uh jamming in a couple of pod episodes we had some guests uh on at the last minute that signed up to be on the episode with us for uh karate tortoise which is a very funny uh sort of new series of shorts that are hopefully going to be coming out if they get their funding if you go to karatetortoise.com you can check out mike's work uh it is it is undescribable and awesome uh beyond that it was also my father's 70th birthday and so i called him up and we chatted for a little bit and then argued politics as you do <laughs> with your 70 year old father with a bad heart on his birthday yeah i did that with uh, one of the co-workers, she works in Target proper, and I'm like, and we were just sitting there talking and stuff, and she goes, I'm voting Trump. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, huh? You're so young. Why are you such a dumbass already? I didn't, I, <laughs> I literally didn't say it, but I'm like, really? Trump? And I, and I, I even used 
John Oliver's analogy of you go with the scandals, you go with all the scandals that the Trump campaign loves to bring up with Hillary. And it's like, it's, it's like a raisin in a cookie. And then you look at all of Trump's and I, I named off the, uh, embezzling money from the, uh, Trump foundation, the charitable, charitable campaign that he had, um, for buying the pick, the painting. And she's just looking at me like, so I'm like, that's illegal. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> there's, that's the thing is the level of, so what to one person versus the, oh my God, you're the worst fucking human in existence ever to the other person. It, it's just, it, you, you decide who you want. And, and I don't yeah. have a problem. You know, obviously there are a lot of good people who, who believe that this is the right direction to go in. And I'm not going <laughs> to say that they're bad people just because of this. It's, it's kind of the nice thing about being an American is you get to make the choice. It it sucks that they're the only two choices that we have, yep. that we're stuck in a two-party system that seems yep. really outdated by this point and maybe should have never been the situation in the first place. But I get it. So it's not like arguing with my dad. It's my dad. I love my dad. I know my dad's a great person. Uh, certainly one of the people that I model myself after. They're just things that we have different views on. And I think that that's okay. Yeah, it's even if he's wrong, (laughs) it's one of those that I go like with a lot of these. I never initiate politics stuff. It's always the other person because I don't have the traditional views of a lot of my people. A lot of the people I hang out with, like with the last one, I was like, if they would have said who you voting for, I'm like, well, first I'm like, well, it's it's my right to keep it private. But then I'm like, I'm voting Obama or whatever. And this one, I'm like, I'm voting third party, and it's like, and I'll, and it's not. It's usually after they're going, they mention Trump. I'm like, well, you look at both, and I'll ram on him. I'm like, but don't think I'm a Hillary supporter because I'm not. I'm voting third party, and all that. And so they're they're probably going, oh, you're you're probably gonna vote for the guy who doesn't know where Aleppo's at. And I'm like, and to that, I'd be like, be honest, you didn't know what Aleppo was or where it was before that question either. I sure as hell didn't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I, but I'm also not running for the president, so I, I it, it's sort of a, it's a false problem and a false equivalency. I, I'd rather somebody tell me that they don't know something and and ask for assistance than assume they know everything and just not give a fuck. Yeah, but that's just me. And let's move on. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Because beep would beep posted in here about you know, and we just lost seventy percent of our audience. I look down and we ha- we Where, have we in fractions now. Yeah, it's like Brandon. I think is half paying attention. Like I think because I think he pops in and out, and like uh, Brandon Raymond does. And then I saw another uh, uh, Ashley uh, Gangnon. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing her name in oh, the hi, chat. Ashley. And I'm like, all right, but it's still the show is one person's hopping on. So it's like it's so it's reminding me of like the old BBS systems, like. Brandon pops on, texts, sends a message, he gets off, she pops on, replies to a sort of deal. It's funny watching the cal- the counter that you don't ever see since you don't host the pod- the hangout. Just like one, two, one, two, one, zero, two, <laughs> sort of thing. But let's get into the news. Let's, you know, it's like a drunk version of binary. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we get three. Uh, so the first bit of news is that Steve Orlando and Ivan Reese um, are assembling a new Justice League of America lineup. And this is a New York City Comic Con uh, thing, which 
I thought that didn't that wasn't until this weekend. But comics lines. Yeah, this is sort of the precursor going into it. Is that we'll see the official announcement those days, um, but we're getting some of the leaks ahead of time. It's kind of like how we know all the specs for the Pixel phones that are being announced tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's another thing. One of my uh, coworkers really excited for that, and I'm like, yeah, dude, that's actually awesome. Like, because that means there's going to be well, one, they're not calling it the Nexus anymore. Like, I'd like the name Nexus, but it all just seems like confusing like oh you got a nexus phone yeah which one do you got um <laughs> sorry i'm looking at the chat and it's it distracted me a little bit because brandon's upset you didn't say hi to him Corey. and then ashley goes yeah, you got a yo but anyways the uh and i will say hi to everyone uh so the they've announced a few of their people i don't think they've announced the this isn't the full lineup but the first person is the Ray. Um, now, in, his real name is Ray Terrell. I know nothing of him. All right. So what I remember of the Ray is way, way back in the 90s, there was the reintroduction of the character, the Ray. Now, the Ray had started out as part of the Freedom Fighters, uh, going back to the Uncle Sam stuff. Okay, real quick, though. Part is, of the... This is a DC, Ben DC, whole time not brought in from Milestone or brought in from not someplace brought else? from Milestone or Vertigo or anything like that. Okay. The Ray was always a superhero character. I don't remember the Freedom Fighters were actually from a different company that got acquired, kind of like uh, the Fawcett Comics uh, for Captain Marvel and some other things got acquired by DC, where all the Charleston characters became what was essentially the basis for the Watchmen, but Blue Beetle and uh, Peacemaker, Captain Adam, all of those were from other companies that got acquired. I don't remember if the Ray is something similar to that, but there was a character that was a modern version of the Ray that came out during Zero Hour in the 90s. Uh, so he was a younger character th that was kind of an update to an, uh, a golden age yeah. Uh, to being a modern age version. I don't know if this is the same character or not. I can't remember the Ray's real name. It's always weird that your superhero name is also your first name. Because that's <laughs> that's not like a giveaway. It's like, hmm, Ray. I think I know a guy named Ray who looks very similar to you. Uh, but it's it's like you calling yourself the core. Uh, that shut up. You're not supposed to tell anybody about that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Never gonna let you in the core cave now. So, uh, so the Ray has light powers. Basically, yeah. he manipulates light. Can I think turn into light? Uses it to fly, shoot beams, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's that. It, that sounds pretty cool. Um, and right now, with looking at this, the lineup, the next person is um, Vixen. The uh, uh, who it's I want to say it's there's only one vixen but I could be wrong because comics and there's always multiple in the comics there was one vixen in this season of Legends of Tomorrow they're they recast they're introducing it. another vixen yeah. so they're not using the actress or the character even that was utilized in last season's guest spot on Arrow mm -hmm. it also had the the cartoon shorts yeah. on the CWC but like, in so fact, if you, if you look at this list as we go along, you'll find that all of these characters seem to have something to do with the CW shows, including I think the Ray 
has a cartoon coming out on CWC. Yeah, they mentioned as well. that that he has, um, that he has his, um, and like the Ray has has started her own, so he will be getting a CW season or a CW seed animated series. Um, the next person is the Adam, and it's not the Ray Palmer Adam; it's the Ryan uh, Choi Adam. And this yeah, Ryan is, Choi. What, go ahead. Yeah, this is with him, and then the last one is Killer Frost that they've announced. This seems like this is DC's answer to the all new, all different Avengers, where it's a lot, maybe a little bit. Now, it's a lot younger now. Ryan Choi, when they did the new Fifty Two, Ryan Choi's Adam was supposed to come along at some point to be a, a member of the Justice League when they went past the initial seven. But for some reason, it didn't happen. They introduced the female Adam counterpart that was part of Forever Evil, uh, who was came over from Earth 3 and was in a relationship with, I think, was it Deathstorm or Johnny Quick or one of those guys? Uh, so she basically, she was on the team for a little bit and then betrayed the whole team because she was from the alternate world where all the good guys were evil and all yeah. the evil guys were good. So we've been waiting for Ryan Choi to show up. Ryan Choi, before the New 52, had been the Adam for a while. Uh, I think Gail Simone wrote the series, and it was pretty good. And then DC unceremoniously had Deathstroke murder him and shove him in a little matchbox with the sword through his chest uh, for no reason. So they spent yeah. all this time establishing this character, making the new Adam, uh, Going off the fact that he is a uh, Asian American, to to give some sense of diversity, and then they just whoop right out the window with it, and and did it to make Deathstroke seem cooler when it was completely unnecessary, and it was just kind of it was a shit move on their part. So they're bringing him back. His current book, he teams up with Ray Palmer. Uh, Ray Palmer is kind of like the. Uh, the mentor to him in a lot of ways they're doing the same thing with Jaime Reyes and the original not yeah, the original but the the one that most people know Blue Beetles of Ted Cord. So but if you look at this again Ryan Choi is wearing what is an armor version of Adam's costume very similar to the TV show version yeah. which is not anything that's been done in the comics before. The So I don't remember reading much on yeah since the uh dc rebirth uh number one with him so is that coming up yeah, later it, it's i think it's one of the titles it's supposed to be coming out still i think it was yeah it was established in rebirth one, number one and he's going to be going to look for ray palmer and the other universes uh the microverse or whatever but it may lead into some of the things that's going on with how we're gonna go spoilers here how on, tim on, drake on. i got it i got it wait one second version of robin there we go spoilers Custom uh the tim drake version of robin recently was just killed in one of the batman books but then we find out in that issue which i think was classy that he's not actually dead <clears throat> that he's been captured by this mr oz person uh so there's some stuff going on behind the scenes that it, some people have assumed it introduces the Watchmen characters to this universe. Which we've it, it's had, suspected yeah. that 
this character is going to be looking for Ray Palmer, and in part of that is going to be the storyline that deals with these characters who are getting essentially pulled out of reality by this Mr. Oz. Yeah. I And then, of course, I don't expect the Killer Frost in here to be the Earth 2 version of the character from the Flash show. I, I think that this is just Killer Frost this proper. Is, yeah, this is Killer Frost proper. Uh, from what they said in here, she's just gotten off of, or she's just done her sentence and is ready to leave the Suicide Squad. She just has to get past Amanda Waller, is the whole thing. Yeah, and I don't know why Amanda Waller would actually let her go, yeah. or why the Justice League would want somebody who's a known murderer to be on their team. Uh, but we're going to see, this is going to spin out of the events going on with the Suicide Squad Justice League crossover. And that's what's going to bring up this other team. So we'll have to see. But the yeah. last couple of years, there's been several tries at having a, a second Justice League book or a second Justice League team. There was Justice League Dark, which disappeared very quickly. Mm -hmm. There was Justice League of America that came out that had, uh, or was it was it Justice League of America or something else where it had Hawkman and uh, Animal Man and several other ones, Stargirl. Uh, there. Uh, oh, that was Justice League United. It was going to be Justice, Justice League Canada, United. but then they right. they changed the name. Um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's. I don't know. I mean, really, when it comes to the Justice League, I don't know that they're ready to spread past the 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 seven major characters, and and those characters, even those kind of flip sometimes because which Green, Green Lantern do you have? at that moment uh which speedster do you have if it's the flash or is it a different version of the flash or a uh, kid flash or something is it cyborg versus martian manhunter where classically it should be martian manhunter as part of the group so to do another book that features completely different characters is always kind of like well this is the second rate so this is not the main Justice League, so why do I care about them? Unless you're a big fan of one of these characters, it's unlikely that you're going to be looking at this at the same level of a Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman, Green Lantern team. At the same time, sometimes that means you can do more stuff with it. Uh, I think that if you've got these characters, you can say, oh, well, you know, four issues in, and we wound up killing Killer Frost, or we wind up maiming the ray because we don't have an expectation it's not like we're worried about the ray in his own other four books like we are superman or batman we can do things with them that we couldn't do with the other ones we can explore a different relationship with them that we can with the others it's it's almost a clean slate and if you look at what marvel's done with the avengers the avengers team hasn't been like the headlining characters of marvel for a long time or there's just so many characters and the team keeps breaking up and reforming or there's secret or disgusting Uncanny. Avengers or bad guy Avengers or likes it up the butt Avengers, whatever you, <laughs> you think. I, I think that in, in all cases, it's like they've just stretched what Avenger means so far out that it's lost all definition. As long as they don't do that with Justice League, then I think that it stands that it could still be pretty good. The other thing on this is that it's one guy who's sort of the lead writer for it, Steve Orlando. He's co-writing on some of the books with other people to, to keep cohesion and to not get overwhelmed. And Ivan Rice, 
is obviously a very good artist uh, taking the artwork on this. If you go from the team of those creators, then it should at least be interesting. And yeah. if it's going to be an every two weeks book, once it grabs your attention, if it just keeps it long enough that you don't forget in that second week, then it, it might do okay. And this is one that I, this is exactly what I was going to point out because um, for the new 52, he wrote uh, Midnighter. He did, I think he did. Which was, yeah, which was very well received. Yeah, I, uh, it was really uh, good. Amazingly, because a lot of people it, w you would think would have a problem with the fact that Midnighter is openly gay, but it was just such a badass book that I think mm -hmm. people either one didn't care, which is great, or two, just overlooked that because he was a badass and they're just like, I just want to see him kick butt. Yeah. And sometimes stare at Dick Grayson's ass. Yeah. He also wrote the Justice League Dark Side War Shazam number one. But then he is also right now currently writing Supergirl number one for or Supergirl for Rebirth, which is yeah, actually I'm enjoying I think that. think there's another one that's doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying that, that uh, story right there that they got going on. Very similar to the TV show, but different in enough ways to where people aren't going to be like, oh, they're just ripping off the TV show sort of thing. Um, yeah. On to the next story. And this is the story that, um, much like it was announced last week that Adventure Time will end and regular show will end, Archer is going to be ending after 10 seasons. So we got like three years. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I don't know how I feel about the, them announcing it now. Because it's like, well, we got we got three years here, people. But it's it's nice because it lets everybody who's working on the show know that they're working towards something. Yeah. Uh, also, when their contracts are up. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to be out of work in three years. If anybody wants to hire me, you know, start making offers oh, you today. Mean, you mean... Uh, Chris Parnell, who is doing um, the progressive box commercials. Aisha I, I didn't Tyler. really need the voice talent necessarily because <laughs> I think they're all going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, I meant some of the animators and some of the storyboard artists and the people who don't automatically go from job to job as quickly uh, because they're not as well known in the public eye. But when somebody says, hey, all the, the team from Archer is going to be out of work soon, maybe we have a project where we can kind of steal them up. Uh, because we know that they do great work, yeah, and we can we can get them ready for this uh, as they're going on. Not like poach, but to say, hey, if you're going to be free, come work for us. Yeah, he. And then maybe we don't have to keep not paying animators for Seth Rogen movies. Yeah, but the 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 thing that I like here, and the, which is the key, and this is also um, after Archer won its first Emmy for outstanding animated animated series, but. It doesn't sound like this is FX canceling it. This is Adam Reed saying, I have a distinct endpoint, so it is going to be done at 10 seasons. Actually, it sounded like within here, within the interview, that it could have been done. Um, like the plan was eight, nine, and, and 10 seasons, but they would have been shorter seasons. Like, you know, almost almost to the, let's do it like British style where, oh, there's six episodes in a season. But it sounds like we might be getting more because of the, like he had a brain explosion. He, he had, you know, and so he's yeah. gotten all these things, which I'm like, sweet, let's get more, 
Archer, so we can all enjoy our danger zone and phrasing references to <laughs> to use. And, and that might be the other thing too: is you get to a certain point where if it's all references like that, that you go, okay, we should probably we should probably start to to bring this down, uh, start dimming the lights a little bit because maybe we're starting to parody ourselves more than we are telling good stories, uh, which is not Wait, you mean, I'm saying you, what they did. Yeah, you're, you're talking about a show that was named ISIS before the terror group ISIS. And well, then- I just know that the season where they closed up ISIS and it was more like Miami Archer. Archer. Yeah, Archer Vice. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was not the best season uh that kind of got me like i had just recently been starting to tune in and that season got me to tune out and i i I don't think that was the same for everybody but yeah i we found out this week that both adventure time and regular show are also finishing off their runs uh they're planning on ducking out too so i i think that there's something to be said for going out (laughs) at a strong point versus you know just hanging around to keep hanging around as the show's quality keeps deteriorating as people like it's not must see TV anymore. And it just becomes like, Oh, well they've gotten some new writers and they're shit compared to the old ones who've gone on to invent new ideas. Uh, so fuck this season. I don't even care. Uh, yeah, I've definitely gotten like that on a lot of shows. So uh, I'm going to hit two parts. Um, I'm, I was laughing at beat. Be, with what he said of he, he didn't know hillary was a founding member of archer of or founder of Ar- archer and hillary clinton has been animating archer her yeah. entire adult life and then um brandon raymond say, saying that he didn't uh that he don't think he'd seen the entirety of chat he is except for now it's frozen my chrome so this is gonna be great um oh there we go and that's because beat is in our secret producer chat aka he's in the hangout and so that's why i'm referencing the chat but not you guys i'm still i'm still watching you guys and but yeah and of course there is also gncast.com slash sign up where you can join the other secret super chat of, uh, of our slack. slack channel <laughs> yes um so the Which i third... think is the only thing i don't have open on my screen right now I have it open on my screen. It's just behind a window. And then I also have our IRC chat room that I can go to as oh, well. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Not enough people want to talk to us for that to even be a thing. Oh, no, I, I know. It's just, it's I'm the well, only one the in there. Here. Thank you. It's me and Suggestion Bot. Yeah. That's it. And Suggestion Bot doesn't talk back. <laughs> Suggestion Bot is like, I suggest yeah. you fuck right off. <laughs> so story number three. Uh, story number three is actually one that I love because I love this movie. Um, and it's it's just great to see that there's such, out of a simple mockumentary, um, we are getting so much stuff out of it. Um, the movie I'm talking about is What, what We Do in the Shadows. Be? Huh? <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Yeah, the movie is What, we're doing, what We Do in the Shadows. It is uh, directed by Taika Waititi, who is the director of The Hunt for Wilder People, which I want to see, and uh, Thor the Dark, or no, Thor Ragnarok, which I really want to see, and uh, also, and it was also, the he wrote it with Jermaine Clement, and also they were both, they both starred in it, but, see, we already knew of 
the sequel called We're Wolves, um, which was about the werewolves in uh, What We Do in the Shadows. But now Empire New or Empire breaks the news on Paranormal Event Response Unit, um, which is a new television series that will focus on the original films easily manipulated police officers Mike and Karen and it will follow the the duo as they try to keep Wellington safe from spooky beasties and it has been uh, commissioned for six 30-minute episodes and it'll be hitting the New Zealand channel and TV NZ2 so I'm excited I just want to know how I can watch this here in America or even in Britain or Australia where I can I where I can VPN over to it yeah, I mean, isn't that always the case, though? It's like, oh, this thing's coming out somewhere else, and I'm going to want to see it. You always <laughs> find a way to see it. It's yes. it's not like they're they're really cock-blocking you with your, your internet viewing of these shows or movies. They, but it's it constantly in New Zealand. All the, their internet is run by sheep. And I mean that oh, literally. Oh, okay, but New Zealand <laughs> has never sent shows over to America like Xena or... Hercules, or any number of movies that Sam Raimi has done, or Deathgasm, which is bad as shit. It was so fucking cool. Uh, oh, I, I, I think. Okay. I think you'll you'll see it. I think yeah. it'll happen. I have faith. <laughs> no, I just I, yeah, I do have faith that I will see it. But I, I love this. I love the fact that we're getting so much stuff out of this, even when. I'm, I honestly think this is the the big rise for Taika Waititi doing more big budget films. So so to see, I don't know how involved he's going to be with the uh, the paranormal event response unit, but at the same time, I I'm excited to see to see this and then the werewolves and see where else they can go with this with this world that they have here. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited because there's something great about that moment when you get what is essentially a a small or indie filmmaker and they just sort of start to break over to the the bigger budget films and and the more mainstream stuff. So they still have that that ideal of of what they want to do and being able to control a movie to tell a good story and and they haven't been totally jaded but here's your billion dollar blockbuster check that you have to get and it's like <laughs> okay well yeah but i still to me it's still about the characters it's still about the the individual um plot and 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 having something coherent and enjoyable for people to watch not just the same exploding cars six times over using the same footage over and over and over again or the wilhelm i think screen. we know who i'm talking about that is obviously Martin Scorsese. Uh, so I, I think that it's it's fun, and it's it's it was certainly a interesting world to to see happen in what we do in the shadows. To to have these characters get to kind of bounce out. He is being listed as a writer on the series, so yeah, he'll have some hand in it. But he did the Team yeah. Thor short. You know, yes. and I didn't even realize the connection at that point in time. But when you watch the Team Thor short, it feels very much reminiscent of mm-hmm. what we had already seen from this. So, yeah, it, good on him. Good on him that he's he's. How did Ricky Rackman put it? Keep 
one foot in the gutter, one fist in the gold. And I think that that's where he's at right now. Yeah. Um, so that is it for the news. The Sci-Fi Survival Guide is a podcast like you've never heard before. It is part of the Galactic Netcasts, but that is where the similarities end. It's a sort of audio feast, a theatre of the mind. You can find out more by going to www gncasts.com slash survive Maybe you will find out how to survive a nuclear explosion or maybe when the hordes of zombies come knocking at your door Each month we will take a popular science fiction scenario and I will tell you how to survive Be prepared at gncasts.com slash survive Alright, we are back and it is time for Nerding Out. Um, I'm going to go first. I'm going to do both mine because Corey's ties in with mine. Because you can do Corey's Nerding Out with my Nerding Out. Um, so the first one is the pilot episode for Weird World. Now, did you get to see Weird World or or not Weird World, Westworld? Yeah, not I the com- say, I haven't even oh, heard of World as a show. Uh, oh. I do know of the Weird World. <laughs> Isn't it a Marvel comic? Yeah, it was a Marvel comic. Um, last done with Secret Wars two, um, about the domain of the same name. But what I meant to say was Westworld. Um, the new. J.J. Abrams produced, uh, written, and directed, the, at least the pilot, was by Jonathan Nolan, who I think is also directing the finale for the first season. Um, sci-fi re- reimagining of the, what was it, 1967 movie, written written and directed by Michael Crichton? Uh, yeah, it was, it, yeah. a lot of people are saying that it was Jurassic Park before there was Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, so, which makes me want to see Yul Brenner as a T Rex, even though obviously <laughs> is no longer with us, yes. and neither are the T Rexes. Conspiracy. Um, yeah. So, Westworld actually, and actually, both of mine have this nice connection with them as well. Um, but Westworld, you follow the this park, you know, a lot like Jurassic Park, except for dinosaurs that are terrorizing the park it is um it is robots that um that are the what they call the hosts in the in the show they are they're the people they're essentially when you go to disney world and you see the actor or actress that's in the buzz lightyear or woody or whoever costume that's them just replace them with robots um, and you get, and I'm also only in the first episode, so Beat's giving me spoilers for where, where things are going to go. I've only seen the pilot, um, and I haven't seen the original movie with, uh, Westworld or the sequel Future World, 
So I know nothing about this other than people are like, this is going to be really great. And I was sitting there watching, I'm like, this is supposed to be sci-fi, right? Until It wasn't until they get, and I'm like, oh, that's how it's sci-fi. I get it now. Um, but I, I enjoy the show. I, enjoy, I like the fact that I don't know where it's going um, and where I can easily ignore everyone who's like, oh, well, they did it better in the book or the movie or they did it better in the past. I can just ignore those people and enjoy Evan Rachel Wood and um, <clears throat> James Marsden and Ed Harris and, you know, all these other people that I recognize from, you know, all these other things. Uh, Shannon Woodward from Raising Hope is in there. And I oh, love, nice. yeah, I love this show. Yeah, Shannon Woodward plays one of the, uh, one of the engineers in there. And it's a really cool project that that it's got going and anthony hopkins yes i i cannot forget anthony fucking hopkins um and it's really cool the thing i loved the most out of this was the music they have these old western um style uh versions of popular songs like uh, like more but like 80s 80s 90s popular so, um, uh, paint it black was done in like that old Western piano style. And I cannot think of what the other one was before it, but it's reckon- not technically much older than <laughs> anybody in the Rolling Stones. Anyway. Yeah. And then, um, Oh, what was, I, I can't think what the first song was. Um, but I recognize that right away. I'm like, Oh, that's nice. It's cool to see these songs redone. Yeah, Black Hole Sun, that's what it was, um, from Soundgarden. And I, I, like, I'm sitting there going, wait, is that? Like, Because Black Hole, Black Hole Sun was first, and I'm like, is that? And I'm sitting there in my head, I'm singing along with it. I'm like, yes, this is my childhood right well, Am I wrong in thinking that there was a version of Black Hole Sun done by Johnny Cash shortly before he passed away? He did an album that was a whole bunch of covers of... I know he did um, uh, Rusty Cage. He did. But, um, he did hurt. He did hurt as well. Yeah. yeah. He, um, he, 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 he might have. He might have because he did. Problem, he did a but. lot of the uh, with his last anthology with the um, like Amer- American series where American Four featured hurt. Um, it was yeah. He he very well could have. Um, and if he did, I want to hear that version right now. Like, let's pause the show, and I just want to listen to that. Oh, I was like, if Beat threw it up right there, I would have flipped out. But like, wait, really? How the fuck does he know that? <laughs> well, no, there was definitely a Paul Anker version. Maybe that's what I was thinking yeah. of. Um, yeah, so it, it's, if you think about this is right. So now the the whole thing is they're in a park where it's around. So it's kind of like Disneyland when you go to see the, the presidents talking, or if you go on any of the rides and then there's that line in Jurassic Park by uh, Jeff Goldblum's character where he says, yeah, but if you go on the pirates of the Caribbean ride breaks down, the, the pirates don't eat the park goers. And yeah. that's kind of what is the conceit of Westworld. So it, it's, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. The other thing though, is that, the last Western series that this not, is not technically HBO. Western, but it's got a lot of Western themes and looks that HBO did finished 
uh, abruptly and didn't get to continue. Now, they keep talking about bringing Deadwood back, and that would be fantastic, but Westerns are kind of a hard sell already. Uh, we'll have to see. I don't even know how the uh, Magnificent Seven is doing. Uh, has that come out? Because I have no people yeah, who've seen it. It's out. I think it did pretty good. I don't remember. I don't have exact numbers. All right. But no, I, I honestly, I cannot. But it takes a pretty huge stellar cast to make that happen yeah. at this point. Um, B is saying that it was it's out and it was Which number one. Yeah. And honestly, I love this show. I don't, if there are people who don't like the Westworld thing, whatever, please write us, um, write us mail at elsners.com. Uh, tell us why. Tell us, tell me why I'm an idiot for liking this show. I want to know what the the naysayers have to say. Um, the other show I'm going to get on is, and I know all the episodes are out, don't care, I'm going to take my time and watch them. Oh sweet Christmas, just let me take my time and watch this show, and that is Luke Cage. Um, the through line between my two shows is the fact, is the music. I love the music. And music is something I hit hit on first with shows, um, or movies, but I love this music on, um, on for Luke Cage. You have, uh, this is I'm still trying to figure out where, where this takes place in the Marvel Netflix timeline. Like right now, my thinking is it takes place after season one of Netflix of of uh, Daredevil. But Jessica before Jones? Jessica Jones, oh, yeah, it's it's between Jessica Jones and the first season of Daredevil, um, only because of the Easter eggs that they give so far have been Daredevil, or the references that they made of in the past are more of Daredevil. There's a line that I love from this one character who goes, because this all takes place in Harlem. He goes, "Man, I'm going back to Hell's Kitchen where it's safer." And all that, and I'm like, you have Daredevil beating the shit out of bad people. You have Punisher killing everyone. <laughs> like, how much safer is it there than it is where you're at right now, man? Um, and then uh, they Fisk. So those are so far, and this is the first two episodes, so I'm not getting too spoilery with it. But I, I again, I like this show. I'm going to be... It probably won't take me as long, like a long time, to get through the thirteen episodes, um, because you know, like actually, probably Thursday, I'll watch more when I'm on. Excuse me, when I have it, the day off, and I'm overdoing laundry. But, and and I love the cinematics, the opening cinematics, for all, so far all the Marvel Netflix shows has been pretty cool. Um, the, like, it's all done through, it's, it's all done, like, the buildings and stuff of Harlem, and you see it all on Luke Cage's body as he's, like, doing this wind-up to throw, and then you end with him punching the screen, showing the Luke Cage look. It's awesome. Um, the acting is great. Misty Knight is so cool in here. Um, Cottonmouth is, is... Right now, on with me, and again, I've only first two episodes, on par with a villain like like Kingpin, like how Wilson Fisk was in Daredevil, 
Um, I'm enjoying everything in in here, and it's just it's really cool. And I can't I cannot wait for you to watch. Yeah, it. one thing. One of these one of the things with the the Marvel uh, Netflix shows is that they've really had the opportunity to make incredibly compelling villains, which the the films have been challenged on. I mean, we've got a couple of villains that have happened in the movie so far that have been seen as successful, but even things like the, the biggest of the big bads that we're just getting little teasers of so far with Thanos, there's not a lot there. Uh, most of the villains are either variations of the hero and their powers, or they're, they're there and then they're gone. They're just yeah. almost tossaways. So it's nice that the shows get to develop the villains at, as at the same pace that they're developing the heroes. And it's nicer still when the villain gets to continue on and, and get further use down the road. Like it doesn't just finish in one season and they're gone. Uh, like the Kingpin got to be used uh, and utilized not only for Daredevil, but for Punisher in the second season of Daredevil. Yeah, I think that that is pretty spectacular. And as far as Luke Cage goes, man, I want him to have that kind of thing because Luke Cage has been around for a long time. Cage is a character that means something to a lot of people uh, because he he stands out. He was different. He was very different from a lot of mm-hmm. other comics. And unfortunately, for a while, written in a kind of, uh, I can't even say cliche manner. It was more of a very stereotyped manner, but has been developed beyond that. Other other writers have come in who appreciated the character a lot and said, well, I, I don't really think that he's getting his due right now. I want to utilize him in the way that I think he should be utilized. A lot of people have been fans of Luke Cage, and it's great to see this happen, and it's great to see it realistically portrayed. I've, I've seen stories. I haven't seen anybody actually do this, but I've seen stories of the complaints of white people that the show is too black. And I'm like, do you understand what, what show you're watching? The, the, the show is focused so much on black characters that there's just no, no white characters in the show at all or not enough white characters and and I'm just like, um, you should probably stop watching Marvel anything because you have no understanding of what these characters are yeah. fighting for. Uh, and you're going to have a hard time going forward when we get things like the Black Panther or from what we've seen, a lot of the cast in the new Spider-Man movie. So so you you've sort of set yourself up for failure at this point. Time to back down. Go back to your hole. I yeah, just that is that that's honestly I, just sounds like social justice warriors taking it a little too far. I know. I think it's the wrong. I think it's I think it's the opposite. It, it's I mean, it's it's note just from the other side. Um, but certainly th- there's been the same thing said of like there's not enough Asian actors in or they should have made Iron Fist Asian. And I could see the case for doing that. but They didn't. I don't think wrong with it. So I just, but this, I mean, this is a show about Luke Cage and this show looks like it's the right show about Luke Cage. And I'm very excited to watch it. I, I didn't have the chance to, to catch either that. I didn't know that Westworld was starting this weekend. Uh, Cause that was another thing I was looking forward to, but my weekend was just too full up to uh, be able to sit down and do this, but I probably would, would have hurt myself by trying all 13 episodes in a sitting yeah. while trying to work in, have to do podcasts <laughs> and then waking up to going to work so uh i will i will try to savor this more as i get to it 
but I, I expect it's still going to go pretty fast. And at some point, I'm going to get to do a rewatch of all these seasons and just kind of blow through them again and get to see the things that I missed or get to revisit things. Certain characters that probably aren't coming back. Um, so that should be fun, too. Yes. Um, so. Corey, you are you're on the roll here with your app reviews, huh? I well, there are certain things that are easier to get to. <laughs> and this I've talked a little bit before. Uh it doesn't seem to be the problem right now. But one thing I've always said is when you have things like Netflix or Amazon Prime streaming or Hulu and then all your cable channels and HBO Go and Cinemax Go and Showtime uh whatever it gets to be too difficult to decide what to watch. It gets to be a chore just to make that decision, just to cut it down and say, all right, there's 50 billion things. What's the one thing I'm going to decide on? And then I've gone through the Netflix menu for three hours and it's time for bed. I barely have the ending to start something. It'll be a rerun of Good Eats, which is fine because that's a nice thing to sleep to. So I got kind of excited the other day. I don't know where this popped up on my feed, but something or another talked about mighty tv uh a mighty tv is an app for mighty tv inc Does google play store i would assume that they have an itunes version and what it is is basically it asks you what services that you use so it includes hulu it includes uh amazon hbo now crackle showtime cinemax netflix and more oh this and is probably cool. add things as it goes along yeah. And what it does is it gives you examples of things that you can watch on those services. Once you've selected which ones you have and you can give them a I've watched this and I like it. You can hard press it and keep it so that you show that you love it or you can swipe left like you would on Tinder or Grinder if that's your thing and just say, no, this is not something that I either watched and enjoyed or have any interest in at all. And it's so hold on real quick. I want, I want to mention to one be thing. Be able here. to give you. Sorry, yeah. I want to mention this because I don't know if you noticed it with yours, but when you mentioned the services, uh, like I downloaded it to my tablet and I have launched the account right now. I'm creating it. It auto populated Netflix and Crackle because I have those apps on on the tablet. That is cool. Right. Yeah, I mean it's very smart. It it's it's the right kind of thing. Because in Netflix, Netflix goes and it does suggestions based off of stuff that you've watched on Netflix. Now, it kind of doesn't work for me because my wife doesn't sign out of my account to go into her account. I mean, it's a shared account, but we each have our own user ID. She doesn't sign out of mine to go into hers. And then she watches all the goddamn crappy horror movies, which is suitable because I have to watch those usually anyways. But that's not based off of what I'm into. So Netflix keeps saying, here's where somebody gets stabbed in the head 30 times. Okay, well, maybe <laughs> I'd like a romantic comedy instead of that right now, instead of family animated murder box that you got. Um, but this is this is something that transponds, or, or transcends, sorry, uh, what just one service. And that's something that I've been looking for, is pick up the things that I like, and it gives you little charts based off of what you've done. So it'll say, oh, by all the things that you liked, you seem to like things with these actors and actresses in it, or you seem to like things with these themes. So it picks up on it and does a better out based off. Now, here's one thing that I 
wish it and I wish Netflix did and a lot of these other services, which is sometimes it recommends a show or it says, oh, do you like heroes? And it's like, I loved heroes for one season only. And then it went to pot. Never want to see any of that again. I loved <laughs> I Met Your Mother for the first couple of seasons. And then fuck it, fuck it sideways. But it doesn't get as distinctive as that. So it's either you like the show or you didn't like the show. Well, no, I I liked it until it sucked. And that is something that I think is still missing from, from all these rating systems. But I do like having something that says, okay, based off all the stuff you watched, here are things that you can watch right now uh, in one of your services, and it'll kind of lead you to which one to go watch it on. And that's what I think is missing. I'd love to see this technology get picked up by uh, by Roku, because Roku is a box that is, you know, it it stands apart from all the different services. I don't care if you're using Amazon or Netflix or whatever. So if Roku is like, hey, I can get the Mighty TV stuff, import this, and then when you say you want to watch one of these movies, I just lead you to the movie. That's great. I think that would be impeccable. But for a start, for for the beginning of this, I think this is a great, great jumping off point. And I'm kind of curious to see who acquires it. Because I think if if Apple acquires it, it's probably not going to do anything. But if it goes to a third party's company like Roku, even Google. I don't think Google gives a shit if you watch stuff on Amazon Prime. Just use it and say, okay, well, Amazon Prime has stuff that maybe we should be getting. We should try to get more of that stuff over to our content. Uh, Netflix, of course, isn't going to go back and forth with it. But I think that, yeah, this is... This is what I need. This is exactly what I need so that I'm not looking so constantly. It's like something just popped up. It's like, hey, based off of all the shit you're watching right now, you should go check out this one thing. I'll go check out that one thing if I'm not having to review three movies over the weekend again. <laughs> yeah, who would do that? God. There's also a social component to this. There is the ability to add friends and compare stuff through that. Uh, since I just launched this the other day, I just sent an email to Gregor uh, through his Gmail account so that maybe they'll hook up from there. The uh, anybody else who joins up with this, though, uh, my email is captaintemerity at gmail.com. I probably shouldn't have said that, but whatever. Uh, you Porn spam! Look for me. Yeah, you can look for me in, uh, in the app if you decide to download it. Yeah, I've... While you were doing the review, I was sitting there swiping through, and I'm like, I love a lot of things like that was because it's yeah. like it's like Dark Knight. Oh, it's hard I love to love. That. Uh, and it's like, oh, oh, I haven't seen that. So I'll skip it and stuff like that. And then there's like X-Men Days of Futures Past. Eh, sl swipe left. It's weird because it's yeah, a little, oh. almost a little too much like tender for me. I, it, it is that and it's it's still it's still pretty new. Sometimes it's a little slow on like uh when it comes up with the next suggestion or if you swiped right and you meant to swipe left or you didn't mean to swipe either one you wanted to swipe up so you haven't seen it yet uh you can hit undo but it takes it a couple of seconds for it to bring that one back uh so it's still pretty early in its in incarnation it, it will take some time for it to get better but people using it the show the more importance that it has the more value it has uh the better shit Yes. And so far, it's pretty solid. Yeah, right now, the one thing I'm not liking is 
the email thing is probably going to be a problem like with the whole doing an email but yeah i don't know i'll figure that out later yeah there there should it i mean it should be able to hook up through social networks or other things uh instead i'm not i'm not really too worried about it no yeah it's but it's it's pretty cool i mean it looks like i compared it earlier to get go or get glue or miso um, that ha- came out what about five six years ago now, um, and it seems like that, but it's but there's no but but like but, but like with Tinder, sort of, sort of thing. Like it seems like it's yeah. I mean, a lot of those things were about check in when you're watching a show. Yeah, that it was, was supposed very much to... like Foursquare at the time. Yeah, it's like it's like actually going to the hashtag that they show on Big Brother. Or... And going, oh well, I'm gonna go join the conversation about hashtag this stupid hashtag. First. About... Right, hashtag Julie's dress. Uh, whatever. It, it, <laughs> like, none of that really made a difference. If I want to talk about Big Brother, I'm just gonna go to Big Brother. That's where everybody will be. No one's talking about this one stupid hashtag about Camo Commando or whatever. It, no one gives a shit about that. So this isn't a did, fault. Then like, I did have social... to do all the ca- hashtags, and he wouldn't have a message. Sorry. I had to right. get that out. No, this, this is this is actually doing you a service, not just doing the networks and their yeah. shows a service. Exactly. All right. So that is Mighty. You can find it on both the Android and um, iOS app stores. And now we, and we will be back. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's what is that exactly? You know, Superman is an extraterrestrial, so you may hear us talk about him on the Alien Invasion podcast. Hey, it's Dave Nelson inviting you to join myself, Brad Ludwig, and Anessa Moyens for our weekly discussion about all things not of this earth, whether they be gray or green creatures from fiction, the latest stories from the world of science regarding the real possibility of life out there somewhere, or the claim from somebody saying they're already among us. We'll talk about it. You'll hear three stories from the week's news, a featured sighting, and our entertainment picks or warnings rated on a scale of one to five flying saucers, of course. All of it and more every week on the Alien Invasion podcast, part of the Galactic Netcast network of shows. Find us at gncasts.com aliens or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. And we are back and this is our big discussion. And the big discussion is a news story. And this is something that I saw today when I was supposed to be selling phones to all of no one who was in my store at the time, or at least over in the electronics section. And this is the news that Benedict Cumberbatch may have let it sleep or slip that the, uh, that Sherlock could be coming to an end pretty soon. Um, now, thankfully he didn't say series four. He didn't say the next series, which they, they wrapped filming um, not too long ago, um, will be the last, but he said, he's thinking maybe season or series five might be where they take a break for a little while. And it's, it's definitely a bittersweet thing for me right now, because you look at that, at this show, it's taken, it's taken off so big and um, and you know, and, and you know, you get people like Beat who think it's overrated, um, and you get people like me who are just disappointed in the fans 
because they are ruining, in my opinion, they're ruining the show by trying to go on set and get it, and they disrupt filming for the show that they love. Um. So, and that's again another bittersweet thing there. Um, but it it says that right now that they've said that uh, Mark Gaddis and Stephen Moffat have the show plot Sherlock plotted out through season or through series five or season five. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think this is just the fact that Martin Freeman and Benedict Cumberbatch are so popular right now, you know? Yeah, but it's, it's, I mean, obviously them being popular means that they're not available at any instant moment when Gaddis and Moffat get together and like, hey, we finally wrote a fucking script for the next two hour movie of Sherlock. So we should we should get those guys in here. Well, I think they both have jobs at the moment. They they might not even be in the country today. Uh, we we can't just like say now's the time. Seize the day. We, we have to actually plan this. And it hasn't. I, I'm not going to s- complain too much about it, but it hasn't helped things that these seasons have been so far between uh, these giant gaps in between season two and three and season three and, and now four, because while it stays like the people who are fans are going to stay fans, the people who are into it are going to go and find it when it comes out. But at the same time, these guys aren't getting any younger. Yeah, uh, it's not like it's getting easier to make these things. It's it's a special occasion thing, which I think is great. And I'd much rather have we we were already talking about this earlier. Much rather have show knows when to stop, knows to the point where it's getting to, and and just like does that and and finishes strong. It also is nice to have short seasons so that they seem concise and. It's like it's a special occasion of like, oh, it's like when like when you were a kid or when I was a kid, I don't know. You're huh. But <laughs> when I was a kid, the the holiday specials only happen around Christmas time and usually in a very short window. It wasn't like they started yeah, playing yeah. Christmas music at the end of September like they do now, because they're fucked. But I mean when the rank and bash shit started showing up and you saw Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer mm-hmm. and Santa Claus comes to town or or even things like the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special and the Christmas special, all of those things. It was a real big deal to have that pop up. Even if it was every year, it was like, this is the time that I get to see this. This is awesome. I've been looking forward to this or I didn't even know how much I was looking forward to it until it came around again. Yep. It's sort of like that with Sherlock. It, it, it feels important when you get a new season that pops up. I didn't get to see the special that they did the, the one after season three until much later, because when it showed up on TV, for some reason it didn't record on my DVR. I was pissed, but I I didn't go looking for it because I knew eventually it'll wind up on Netflix or something. And I just saw it. uh, I think like last month, I finally sat down and watched it. And then I watched all behind the scenes stuff from it. And it was really cool to get back to it and to see it again. And kind of like you fall in love with the characters all over again. You get excited because of where they left things off and, and where it picks up. But then it goes away. Mm-hmm. And out of sight, sort of out of mind. 
uh, until these little stories leak out. It's like, oh, season four is finally coming around after two years. Hope you're still alive. Uh, and then, like, you get season four, you rip through it in a couple of hours, and then it's gone again. And yeah, there's the rewatch aspect. There's the ability to like, hey, we're we're gonna go and we're gonna watch. We're just gonna shit in the fucking living room in a pile and watch Sherlock all day. That's great. <laughs> but you know, that's not the same thing as as when there's actually new episodes of it. Yeah. So I can't imagine it's easy to make these things happen. No, uh, the yeah. production team, the writers, the the directors, everybody all at once to to get them all together to do this. And everybody's got other stuff that they're doing. I mean, Moffat says he's finishing up on Doctor Who, thank God. And I and he's would imagine on the class as well. Yeah, he's he's probably got other stuff in the works that he's gonna want to do too. That plus there's only so much of the can, original can stories that you can mine. Coupling? That's all I'm asking. Can he bring back coupling? Oh, coupling was really good. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but any extra Sherlock we get, I expect is still going to be great to have, yeah. you know, and and is going to be a far, far cry better than elementary. So mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And it's it's also it's the it's the very British thing, in my opinion, of ending a show where, where a lot of people would consider it early, um, whether that be because the it didn't get the ratings or the in the case of like the IT crowd, uh, Graham Linehan just sort of went like, "I've told the story I want to tell," and you know, and yeah. like that, and you get that with you know, like Peep Show. They recently did it. Not a big fan of the ending, but you know, whatever. And but no, it's still it's a cool thing to have happen. Um, but yeah, and so also just a side note. Doctor Strange arrives in theaters on November 4th. The season uh, four of Sherlock is expected to release the uh, sometime next year. And also you can catch Martin Freeman in the the uh, Crackle show Startup, which I saw the first episode of. It's not that bad, but it's not what I was expecting right, like right away. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, so and if you feel bad... If you feel bad about, well, you know, Sherlock's time has come too soon. Uh, not not like in actual time sense, but in too soon of like, we, we only got a few episodes. 16, 17 episodes of Sherlock sure as hell beats 80 to 90 episodes of The King of Queens. So yeah. just suck on that a little bit. And and also remember that it's each episode is an hour and a half long. So, I mean, essentially, it's like doing 17 movies here. So, yeah. How many, how many movies? That's speculation. Do you think it, do you, because we've already had the death and, and essentially the rebirth of Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've already had some very final moments of characters that it was like, really? They already, they already took out that guy. That seems a little soon. Um, <laughs> So do you think that the show ends with the death of Sherlock? Do you think the show ends with the death of Watson? Or or do they just leave it open for just in case? Like, yeah, we said it's going to end with season five and that's it. But maybe somewhere down the road, we we have a movie. You know, maybe yeah. we have Sherlock in 10 years. 
just because it seems like something fun to do. Because uh, killing it... him and bring him back again seems very anticlimactic. Yeah. Climactic I, th- at that I point. think they do. <laughs> they. I don't think they kill off Sherlock. And or if they do, there there would be ways where they could still write it out, like if they wanted to do, to come back and do another special or do a movie or you know something like that. Um, but I don't. But I think they leave it open with them retiring or something. Um, and them saying yeah, we're I'm- done and. They go off into the sunset, and to steal a joke from the At Midnight Twitter account, they kiss. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be absolutely lovely. I'm just worried that it'll be something like Mike Croft is driving along somewhere and saying, I'm a leaf on the wind, and then stab. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's horrible. But not yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know... You know, you guys got bills to pay, right? You know, I got my Netflix bill coming up here, it, I think, on, what, Friday or so. And, you know, I pay those. And now is actually the perfect time to help support us by pay, by going to Patreon, mainly because it doesn't go for another month. Um, So you could get all your stuff for November by donating, us, donating, no, bleh, donating as little as $1 to us. As a monthly charge, much like your Netflix bill, you know, if you're like me, you you think in in tens, like ten dollars. Netflix is what nine ninety nine right now. Donate or my Netflix bill just got just jumped up. It was like, yeah. hey, you were on that special promo. You ain't no special no more. And it's like, yeah, but what I get out of my Netflix. For that ten bucks, it's worth it to me. And hopefully, what you get out of Galactic Network, it's worth it to you to yeah. drop a dollar here or there. And or you know your Hulu seven ninety nine, throw us a dollar or two. That's all we're asking. The other way you can do it that you can help out is by by going to our affiliate link through gncast.com slash support support and, yeah support and going through the Amazon affiliate link because you're already going to be buying the shit on Amazon sometimes literally going into the holiday season especially yeah. right now is the time that you should be planning your holiday shopping right now is the time that you yep. should be putting together wish lists you should be saying hey mom uh i want an xbox whatever one they're on now or hey mom uh i want a butt plug i think amazon has those it's okay you you can get those things you just you run it through the affiliate <laughs> link and then you copy that onto your list. And so when when mom's shopping for you on the magic shopping list, you know, all these things you're going to unwrap, there's a little bit, a little percentage is going to go to the Galactic Network. It's going to help us out. It's going to help you out by helping us out because we're going to keep making content for you. And mom ain't going to know shit. Mom has no fucking clue. And that's the way that should be because that bitch has done enough to ruin your fucking life. She threw away your socks when you just built up a good collection of them. She took all your magazines out from your mattress. I don't like that any more than you do. So just fucking support us by putting the links in. Take care of us. We take care of you. That's how it's done. So I I think Dave gets... This this is off topic, but it's all anonymous because I know Coverville. They do the on on Coverville. He will actually show the uh, he will he will like highlight something that someone bought on Amazon. 
So can we please, through GNCast.com slash support, just go buy a go buy a butt plug and sex toys just so I can get the we can get the message from Dave. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he will say thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> For having your friends buy that butt plug with the GNCast affiliate link. <laughs> um, but the other bits—it's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, um, I mentioned it earlier. I'm gonna—I'll mention it again. Leave us feedback um, on the show. Anything you want? You want to say hey? You want to? You want to curse us out? Whatever it is you want to say, you—you you got a couple ways. Number one, you can go call us and leave us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. Or you could email us, mail at elsnerds.com. I read all the mail. And um, for all of our subscription links, you can go to gncasts.com slash subscribe. And you can follow us on Facebook under Galactic Netcasts. And you can follow the show on Elsnerds. We are at Galactic Netcasts, the network. And then the producers are at Beatmaster80 and Mr. Underscore Fusion. I can be found at that Gregor. Corey is at Don't Ask Comics, and I guess the last thing to say, be said is this has been a Don't Tell Glenn production. We will see you next week. Or butt plug. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to gncast.com. That's gncast.com.